thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. We are so glad to have you with us today for Jesus the Healer. Thank you for joining us. And I, you know, I so appreciate what the Word does for us. And so we bring our faith, and I know you bring your faith to the Word that you hear today because we're purposing to hear so that we can be doers. Thank God for the hearing. That's where faith begins. Faith comes by hearing yes. and hearing by the word of God, but we're not leaving it with the hearing. We're turning the hearing into doing. That's Amen. Right. And so release your faith today yes. in what you hear and get, note, get a notepad, get a pen, pencil, or some kind of device. Follow along with us and take note of what God says and get your Bible. Amen. We've been looking at two words called hold fast because these, uh, this is a very present or pertinent truth to the spirit of faith is that we must learn how to hold fast. What do I mean by that? Well, let's find out what the word says about it. Hebrews chapter four and verse 14. It reads this, seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the son of God, let us hold fast our profession or we could, another translation says our confession. What are we confessing? We're confessing the word. Amen. Amen. We're holding fast to what God says about our situation. No matter what your need is, God has something to say about it. And I know this in your inheritance that belongs to you because you belong to Christ. He's already provided for your need. He just needs our agreement for that. And that's our profession that we profess the same thing he does. And then look at a, look at Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23 with us. And we'll see again what this word directs us to do. It says, let us hold fast the profession of our faith. Look at this. We're professing our faith. We're not professing our feelings. We're not professing fear. We're not professing worries. And we're not professing worries someone else projected upon us. (laughs) Right? Because people can talk what they think into you and then it can become part of your thinking or part of your saying, what profession are we to have? The profession of faith. Amen. Why? Because God can get involved in that. Jesus is the high priest of the profession of our faith. He can't be the high priest of the profession of worry. Right. of fear. Amen. 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 So let us hold fast the profession of faith. That shows us right there in this instruction to hold fast or this command to hold fast. It shows us something's going to try to get us off of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Something's going to try to rob our confession or profession of faith out of our mouth, trying to sway us off right. of what God says. Yeah. 
So not, he's warning us really that there's, there's an enemy trying to get you off of that. That's right. But how do we overcome that? We hold fast. Yes. Let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering. Yes. Without wavering. Yes. That means we're not fluctuating on what we believe or what we say. And we can do that. Why? Because the next phrase tells us, for he is faithful that promised that when we hold fast our profession of faith without wavering, we always know this. It always ends us up in victory because God is faithful to fulfill the word we profess, the word we confess. Then Revelation chapter two and verse 25 gives us an instruction. It says, but that which you have already hold fast till I come. That which you have already. You yes. know what? You're already the healed. Yes. Yes. You're already the saved. You're yes. already the redeemed. Yes. You're already the prosperous. Yes. Not because it's shown up in your life, but because Jesus has joined it to your life. Yes. You are a new creature in Christ and you are brought into the inheritance that belongs to you because you're in Christ. You already have all those things. Now, if you will hold fast to the truth that you already have it, then it will manifest. But even after it's manifested, you hold fast. I said you hold fast. Amen. Um, We also have to realize this, that just taking the flow of healing, for example, healing power. Anytime God deals with us, moves in our lives, he does that through our spirits. Yes. Everything, his, all of his dealings are spirit to spirit. God's a spirit. Yes. We are a spirit. Yes. God is going to minister his power to us through our spirit. Yes. He's going to minister answers to us yes. through our spirit. Yes. Everything that comes from God coming to our life comes through the avenue of our spirit. Yes. The place of our spirit. So um, you can know something in your spirit that hasn't shown up yet out here. When you know something in your spirit, some truth of God's word, something God has said to you, and you grab it with your spirit, hold fast to that. If you'll hold fast to it, it will not just only be authored in your spirit, it will manifest in your finances or in your your family, in your body, because it has to first dawn on your spirit. Once it does, then it will make its way into the arena. That power will flow through your spirit into that arena that has the need. And so let me give you an example of this. Um, There was a woman who I don't remember her condition, but she was on her deathbed, given up by doctors. And in the course of her believing God, at some point, really near the point of death, Jesus appeared in her bedroom at home and he said these words, I am the Lord that healeth thee. Well, that's scripture, isn't it? When he said that, he was giving her something to confess. Giving her something to profess. Giving her something to hold fast to. Holding fast, you hold fast to what 
the spirit prompts for you. That's yes. right. Amen. Now all the word belongs to us yes, as children of God, but um, the Holy Spirit will enlighten something. Yes. He'll breathe on something yes. that will cause that a particular verse to stand up on the inside of you, so to yes. speak. Yeah. Right. When he does that, hold fast to that. Yes. Don't just grab a random verse of your choice. Right. Pay attention to what the Spirit of God through your spirit is prompting you toward. Yes. Because he will quicken a verse to yes. you. Yes. Um the, in the Psalms, we see in multiple places, uh, a, a, it's in the form of a prayer that David will make and he'd say, quicken thou me according to your word. Yes, that's right. That you quicken me according to your word. That means for him to quicken us according to his word, that word's going to have to be quickened. Right. He quickens a word. It's like that word becomes alive to us. Alive. That's what the word quicken right. is. Uh, that you you make me alive according to the word that's alive in me. Yes. So the Holy Spirit will make, he will breathe or b- breathe on a verse or speak a verse, prompt a verse in you. Mm-hmm. It makes it alive. Now see, when Jesus stood in front of that woman, he said, I am the Lord that healeth thee. Right. So what's he doing? He's giving her the verse to hold to. Yes. When there is something quick unto you, that's what you're to hold that's to. Right. That's your sign. Yes. Hold to it. Yes. This is how I've gotten to the other side of every single thing that I've been opposed in. Yes. God would always give me by his spirit something to hold to. Right. He would bring a verse to me, bring a testimony, bring something to me that holds the truth of his word. Amen. And I've had this to where it's not necessarily a scripture, but it's a truth right. of a scripture. Amen. Now, what I mean by that is one time I was going down the road in my car. And up out of my spirit came these words. And I just said it out loud. It bypassed my mind. My mind had nothing to do with it. It just came up out of my spirit and I spoke it out. And it was this phrase, just because you can still see the Egyptians doesn't mean you're back in Egypt. Oh, that's that's good. Very good. Well, what's that mean? You've been delivered. And I don't care what you see that tries to uh, follow you Uh into your life as a new creature in Christ. You don't belong to the old man anymore. You don't belong to that old anymore. You've been delivered. The word tells us he has translated us out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son. He's delivered us out of the kingdom of darkness, translated us into the kingdom of his dear son. You see? So I don't care that symptoms that are of the old kingdom... The former kingdom we belong to, we don't belong to that kingdom That's anymore. Right. Yep. So just because those symptoms show up doesn't mean I'm back in that kingdom. Just because symptoms show back up doesn't mean that I'm back in sickness. So the Spirit of God said those words to me, just because you can still see the Egyptians doesn't mean you're back in Egypt. Now notice this. That's not a scripture per se, but it's a truth. The truth of the word would back that up. So it wasn't long after that, maybe a week later, that an attack came. And when that attack came, the Holy Ghost had already given me my answer to hold fast. And in the face of that attack, I said, just because I can still see the Egyptians doesn't mean I'm back in Egypt. Just because I can still feel that test, just because I can still feel those symptoms does not mean I'm back in that sickness. Not back in it. I'm not back in it. I'm not going back. And those symptoms will not deceive me into thinking that I'm sick. I'm not. And, and, at that, at that, holding fast to what the Spirit gave, all that left just like that. Yes. 
So that's what I'm trying to show you is the spirit will say something to you to give you uh, what to hold fast to. Yes, that's right. It has to be something that's alive to you. Yes. Quickened yes. by the spirit of God. Yes. It says this, the letter of the law kills, but the spirit gives life. When the spirit breathes on that, it becomes a living thing to you. Now, when Jesus appeared by the deathbed of that woman, he said, I am the Lord that healeth thee. He was giving her something to hold fast to. Now, when he said that, she, her spirit grabbed it. And so over the next three days, her family would say, how are you doing? <laughs> I'm already healed. Well, she didn't look healed. Nothing of the body showed what Jesus said to her, but her spirit grabbed it. Why? Because see, God deals with you through your spirit. If your spirit will grab it and then hold fast to what he says, it will manifest in the out, in this natural realm. But you got to hold fast. It's not enough that he said it. You have to hold fast to what he said. So over the next three days, no symptoms changed, but see her spirit grabbed it. She grabbed it and she held fast. And she, and she, for the next three days, thank you, Jesus, that I am the healed. And she's not saying it out of wishing or hoping. She's saying it because he gave her something to hold fast to. After three days, every symptom left, she was raised up. But it wouldn't have happened that way if she hadn't held fast. It's not enough that Jesus said it. She had to hold fast. She held fast to what was in her spirit. She didn't hold fast to what was in her body. So there's a difference. So uh, to hold fast, you're holding fast to what has dawned on your spirit what your heart has grabbed hold of. And if you'll hold fast, everything of your flesh, your finances, and out here will change yes. to come into line with what you're holding fast to. But you have to, it has to dawn on your spirit first. Amen. Now I want you to go with me to Hebrews chapter three, Hebrews chapter three, and let's read a couple of verses here. It gives us further instruction of this holding fast. Yes, yes. This skill yes. of holding. It's a spiritual skill. Yes, it is. Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 5, it reads, And Moses verily was faithful in all his house as a servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken after. Now look at verse 6. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house we are. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. We're his house. Yes, we are. We're the temple of the yes, Holy Ghost. Yes, Why are we the temple of the Holy Ghost? Because our bodies are the temple of our own spirit. Yes. And he is in our spirit. Yes. So it, verse 6 again, but Christ as a son over his own house, mm -hmm. whose house are we? Mm -hmm. If we hold fast... Uh -huh the confidence, look at this, and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. We could say this, rejoicing helps us hold fast. He's telling us what 
those who are holding fast are doing. They're rejoicing. They're rejoicing over that word they're holding to. They're rejoicing in thanksgiving and in gratitude. If we're holding fast, we're rejoicing. If we're not rejoicing, we're not yet holding fast. We're not holding fast until we're rejoicing. Some may be saying like words, but if there's no joy in them, if there's no uh, assurance, I'm confident. Let's, let, let's read that sixth verse again. But Christ as a son over his own house, whose house we are, look at it, if we hold fast the confidence. What's that? The faith. It's a, we're holding fast to our profession of faith and hold fast the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. Like I said, if you will keep rejoicing, it will keep you from letting go. Rejoicing um, tightens your hold of faith. Every time you rejoice, that that hand of faith gets firmer on what you're holding. That, that, that verse, that truth, that revelation. You say, thank God I am the healed. Thank God I am the healed. When you do that, it, it puts a firmer, a firmer assurance in you. Amen. I want to tell you a testimony that will depict this truth of holding fast is connected to our rejoicing. Um, there was a medical doctor. I would say this would have happened either in the 60s or 70s, but I remember as a baby Christian hearing his testimony on television. Uh, he was at some kind of an event, someone's home. It was on a second story. He was on the balcony of a second story house. Mm-hmm. There were a par- there, it was a party there. People gathered together. Right. And he, he, somehow he fell over the railing of the second story balcony to the ground. I don't know if the railing broke uh, or he lost his footing or something, but he ended up falling from that second story balcony to the ground. It caused devastating damage to his body. I don't know if it killed him. I don't remember the the details of that, but he was at death's door. Um, I don't know if he was killed and then brought back to life or he was just ended up at the verge of death. But it was a devastating accident. And he suffered great physical damage. And in the course of it, he and not only that, lots of pain in his body. And he began standing on the word, holding to this confession of of the word and praising God for his healing. Over the course of time, all the pain left, all of his body functioned as it ought. It is though he was perfectly healed. Um, I don't know what bones were broken. You know, that I don't know the extent of it. I can't get into the details of it, but I know it was a devastating accident. Yes. He ended up, he was perfectly well again. He was back to his practice oh uh, as a physician. And it dawned on him one day because every day he, he would just live rejoicing, thanking God for what he had done for him. Then he hit upon this idea. Now listen to this. I wonder what would happen if I ceased rejoicing. 
He was doing a spiritual experiment, if I could say it that way. He decided, I'm just going to try this spiritual experiment. He was really, because he knew that rejoicing played a role in him receiving his health back. But I guess he wanted to be able to testify in a, in a very particular way about it. So he thought to himself, for the next several days, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to rejoice. I'm just going to carry on life without inserting that flow of praise. I want to see what happens. Within a several days, he was back completely bedridden again. Wow. With, wow. Within just a few days. He said his wife came in one morning and he could not even get up out of bed. And she realized it, it, it startled her yeah. because she's, she saw her husband completely recovered. Now she comes in one morning and he's back in bed. And uh, he said, it dawned on me. I forgot to tell her about my experiment. <laughs> and he told her, no, 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 don't be concerned. I wanted to do a spiritual experiment and see what the absence of praise would mean to my body. And he said, so I just, in that bed, he said, within a few days, I was completely bedridden again. Could not even get out of the bed. But he said, but in that bed that day, I just started praising again. And it just, all that stood back off. He was just showing, he wanted to have testimony, evidence of the power of what happens at rejoicing over God's word. Rejoicing helps you hold fast. And I, I, I appreciate that he did that experiment because I don't intend to. <laughs> you can do that if you want. I'm not going to do that. I'll just take the word of God for that, you know. But he was showing that a lifestyle of praise, that it would hold us in a divine flow. A divine flow of healing. A divine flow of prosperity. A divine flow of wisdom a divine flow of a sound mind. But that's what Hebrews tells us. If we hold fast, he was playing with that word if. If I decided not to hold fast. He wanted to be able to tell people firsthand what happens if you don't hold fast. And he wanted to do it by that experiment. If we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing. We could say it this way. If you hold fast the confidence and you hold fast the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end. So see, as he let go of it, then he let go of what his rejoicing brought him into. You see, Well, it shows us this, that gratitude is imperative to holding fast. We have to show ourselves grateful. Grateful for healing. Grateful that healing belongs to me. Grateful that healing belongs to you. Grateful for the truths of prosperity, that they belong to us. Grateful for peace. Grateful for joy. Remember what life was like with no peace? It was tough. (laughs) Why? Because peace changes everything. I'm grateful for my peace. If we're not careful, we can enjoy the blessings so long that we forget to hold the gratitude for the blessings. Gratitude is imperative. It helps us hold fast, and that's what Hebrews 3, 6 shows us. They are are companions that run together. 
holding fast in the face of adversity will be made easy as you rejoice. Yes. So it's imperative to oh, it's holding fast to what we're believing for and to what we have already received. Yes. 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 Amen. Yes. I, I want to tell it again. I, I tell stories over and over because I don't know who heard them. Right. <laughs> and I know this, it, full faith won't come with one hearing. That's right. Amen. That's right. That's right. Um, of the woman who attended, a, a pastor friend of mine, this woman attended his church and every time he would refer to Jesus, the healer, anything about healing with Jesus, she would quietly, not in a distracting way, that would put attention on her, but she would just stand up and in reverence, Mm -hmm. she would raise her hands and quietly worship God. She did that for a period of time in attending his church and he said to her one day, because she was a newer congregation member, he wasn't well acquainted with her, and he said, Sister, he says, I noticed that every time Jesus is referred to as the healer, how you stand up and you worship. He said, is there, is there a reason you do that? And she said, well, pastor, she said, you don't know it, but she said, 15 years ago, I was dying of cancer and Jesus healed me. She said, I can never hear him referred to as healer and not show gratitude for the price he paid in healing me. Listen, that was a first-hand report. And she said, that's why I am ever grateful. No wonder 15 years she had gone by without the return of the cancer. Gratitude held her in a holding fast to her miracle. Because everything you receive from God, the devil is busy trying to steal it from you. Gratitude helps keep your miracle from being stolen from you. Amen. 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 What you're grateful for, you won't lose. What we forget to be grateful about, Mm -hmm. we're not watchful over, and the enemy will seek to steal it from us. Could I say this? Be grateful for every single aspect of your life. Grateful to belong to him. Grateful for all the blessings he's made yours. But what about this? Grateful for your local church. Grateful to be part of the body of Christ. Grateful to have a pastor. Amen. Amen. Grateful to have a church family that loves what you love and honors what you honor. What about this? Um, Grateful for your peace. Grateful for answers. Grateful for. What about this? Grateful for your marriage. Grateful for your spouse. The gratitude for your, for your home, your marriage and your spouse will hold it in place. You don't lose what you're grateful for. You don't lose what you're grateful for. Well, praise the Lord. It's it's a spiritual truth. It's a spiritual truth. Amen. So if we're going to be someone who's skillful at holding fast, we also have to be skillful at a life of thanksgiving, a life of rejoicing, a life of gratitude, a life of thanksgiving and praising. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, uh, we're doers. We're doers. That means once the broadcast goes off, we put these these truths in place. If we're already doing them, we fortify them. Amen. And until next time that you join us, we want to remind you, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. 
to watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. We invite you to join us for our annual prayer conference here at World Harvest Church in Marietta, California, April 4th through the 6th. For more information, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. Come join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Paducah, Kentucky, May 21st through the 25th. For more information and to register, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.